Australia's number one mumcast is NHM I Got It From My Mama with Beck and Sarge. NHM I Got It From My Mama with Beck and Sarge. How was your day, Beck? Uh, well, right now my children are in the studio and although they've been fed, they're whinging that they're hungry and all hell's about to break loose. And, we have a vending um, machine. <laughs> and I had a full day of work and another few more to go. <laughs> but apart from that, it's great. You know, I had the kids at home today. When you have a full list of things to do, do you know that one? And the kids are at home. And uh, one child, my one-year-old Lillian, was just spraying me in the back at one point with Windex <laughs> while I was sitting on the floor doing Mommy computer work. <laughs> and I thought... I'm just going to let this happen yep. for a couple of minutes so I can get um, yep. done what needs to be done. Look, Whatever there works. Was, there was probably a stain <laughs> on my shirt anyway, so Doesn't she's probably matter. doing me. She's cleaning you. <laughs> she was yeah. doing me a favour. This show is all about mum guilt. I find that uh, I have a lot of mum guilt even um, when I try and do something for myself, a massage or whatever. I can't enjoy it, which is one time out of a blue moon. Also, I'm constantly telling my children that I'm a crap mum, which is not an ideal thing, but that's how it is. Coming up next from the Jacaranda Centre, clinical psychologist to give you easy practical tips to nip mum guilt in the bud. NHM, I got it from my mama. Would love your support. To help out, review us in your podcast app. Win incredible mama and family experiences at nhmnewcastlehuntermamas.com. A big shout out and thank you to our sponsor, the Little Unicorn at Honeysuckle, Broadmeadow and soon to be Charlestown Square. They have a focus on fun, play-based learning. My little Lillian goes to the Little Unicorn at Broadmeadow. Her speech is coming along a treat. She's really social and the Little Unicorn has enriched her life daily. She loves going there. She always says she's going to meet friends and she's even a little bit sad to leave sometimes I think because my cooking is not as good as the little unicorns if you'd like to know more go to the little unicorn.com.au explore play discover grow NHM I got it from my mama with Beck and Sarge Emma Langham is director and clinical psychologist from the Jacaranda Centre in Cardiff. She works with mums and small children and she's a really good go-to if you are uh, Novocastrian. If you're one of our listeners from overseas, that means it's someone from Newcastle in Australia. <laughs> it's a very strange thing. Uh, now, it seems to me the talk of mum guilt has escalated um, more recently at a time. Women have reached full capacity. Many of us working full time to help pay for everything while we're trying to, you know, keep our kids happy, keep a happy household, um, keep a good relationship with our partners. And then there's the all consuming mum guilt popping up all day, often uh, for big chunks of it. How do we tackle this, Emma? <laughs> well, thanks for having me. Um, pleasure. Guilt. It's a huge, huge area and it's definitely something that I think is endemic, but it's also just a, a natural part of being a mum, unfortunately. I think one of the things is that mum guilt isn't just one thing. So we all know guilt from when we're kids. Um, we learn how to... Yes, I got guilt when um, I stole Marielle Sullivan's rubber, um, her eraser. <laughs> we went to a party together and uh, I lost my MS one and I thought, oh, Marielle has the same initials and I lo- and I took her eraser and I was very um, guilty about right. it. Very strategic. Mm. We had a scuffle in the sand pit oh, over did it. did you? Yes. 
I ended up in the naughty corner. But yeah, we do all know guilt, right? Yeah. From our early and ages. Did you yeah. make amends though, Mel? I think so. Do you forgive me, Marielle? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> She's still got the sand grain. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> Actually, I was quite good in the fight. It's oh, concerning. Watch out, Remind me not to argue. We don't really have crosswords much. <laughs> well, well, the thing about guilt, and I think the interesting thing about just general human guilt is that it actually has a biological function and most people don't realise this and it's considered to be one of those topics that we just think, oh, it's an unhealthy emotion that we shouldn't have. How do we get rid of it? It's uncomfortable. I want it yeah. to go away. Yeah. So the thing about guilt though, even in that maybe scenario, mm. is that guilt is one of those things that's meant to drive you to repair relationships if you've made a mistake. Oh, okay. So, um, Or not be a dodgy person. Exactly. That's the other part is if you have made a mistake and <laughs> yeah. you can't repair that relationship or you haven't figured out how to do that, it also actually helps you prevent making that same mistake okay. in the future. So there's a biological function to guilt anyway. Um, but when we have mum guilt, and I know you made a comment, um, or I think it was actually Ricky who I know, she's a colleague of mine, Dr. Yeah. Ricky, who made a comment about guilt being hardwired in the third trimester, which is absolutely the case. And um, around the same time, like what's really interesting, and I work a lot, obviously, with young children, um, many of them who have anxiety. And at the same time, in our little growing babies, they actually are getting hardwired to have their fight or flight response kicked in. So at the same time, we're having guilt um, amplified or it's a whole new layer of guilt in mums. So the whole point is that there is a biological drive for both of them and it's for survival. Mm. Even though we think, what, how could guilt possibly be helpful? Um, It's exactly that. It's to try and help remember, oh, where's my child? Are they safe? Have I fed them? (laughs) What have I done? Um, The problem, I think, though, is that modern society has so many layers of um, tasks and responsibilities that we're not just thinking, are they safe? Are they well? Are they surviving? We're thinking, have they got their pigtails plaited the best way? Have they got (laughs) their um, homework done on time? Have I got them in enough extracurricular activities? Am I doing enough as a parent to read to them every single night? So we're actually now putting all of this modern social construct on top of what was really designed from an evolutionary point of view as being a survival strategy. So, you know, back in the day um, when we might have been living on the land in makeshift homes or caves or whatever, you know, and our biggest concern was actually staying alive and eating and being warm. a bit of a cave. We are going to do a renovation, (laughs) but now we can't afford it. Uh, I know the feeling. I do know that feeling alive and well, sadly. Mm. We all, we had a few wines the other night or I had a wine and my partner had a beer and we walked around and worked out like some dodgy things we can do to the house to make it serviceable. Dodge it up a bit. Nice. Yeah. All right. Well, that sounds mm. adaptive and yeah. like based on survival. <laughs> so <laughs> speaking of survival, day to day, what can we do to get yeah. past yeah. that? Yeah. So, I mean, I think the first thing to know, though, is that guilt actually has got a purpose. Not to so, feel guilty about our guilt. Exactly. <laughs> well, and actually, you I know, do. Yes. I do feel very yeah. guilty about yeah. it. Uh, the other day, an example is um, that sometimes my guilt gets so horrific that I had this episode on I do sometimes where I told my three-year-old I'm sorry for being a bad mum and she said you're not a bad mum I love you you're a good mum and I thought oh my god this is so I had guilt about my guilt because I thought this is (laughs) so bad my three-year-old yeah, my yeah. three-year-old is giving me psychological help. Yeah. How dodgy is that? Ah, you know? but uh, there's a couple of things in that, Mel, and one is that, one, you've actually coached her into being a really good empath. Okay. So that's a really good skill, okay. and actually empathy and guilt are flip sides of the same coin. Okay. So you can't actually 
have the capacity for guilt if you don't have the capacity for empathy. Okay. But what your very young, wise daughter is picking up on is that you're actually not expressing guilt. So Brené Brown, uh, I think, is probably one of the best at explaining um, She's this. She's amazing. I love her, her. podcast with Russell Brand, Under the Skin. And I feel a bit guilty. This is funny because we're talking <laughs> about guilt. I feel a bit guilty that I'm such a fan of Russell Brand's podcast. Oh, he's pretty smart. He's guy. pretty good, though. Yeah. And that episode, if you haven't heard it with Brene Brown, do so. Because yeah. do you know people who listen to podcasts um, usually listen to six different ones a week? So wow. ours can be one of many. There we're you not go. like only no, us. That's <laughs> right. No, that's right. It's good to have variety, yeah. spice of life. So, I mean, I guess, yeah, so what she talks about is the difference between guilt and shame. So guilt is something that we um, have done wrong. So I made a mistake or I did a bad thing. But shame is actually when you say I am a mistake or I am bad. So when you're saying I am a bad mum, you're actually moving away from guilt and you're getting towards shame. So that's where the problems are. And that's exactly what the problem is, I think, with most mums, is they're actually not just having those moments of guilt going, oh, have I done this? Have I done that? Most of the time it's going to be, yep, move on. We're not. We're not moving on. We're not going, yep, move on. It's like, yep, did I do it good enough? Have I done it well enough? Do I need to do more? What else haven't I done? And, oh, I'm such a loser. I forgot to do this. Or I'm such an idiot. I didn't do that right. And then it just circles around. Well, that's the shame cycle. So then we actually get into this shame cycle and we start having these self-deprecating messages in our minds. And we pick up on every little tiny thing that society throws at us and especially in social media or other places where we might be more prone to actually paying attention to the negative stuff or comparing ourselves to the people who've got you know the squeaky clean shiny images of perfection yeah. which we know is false absolutely i <laughs> my social media looks fantastic but my life's a shit part so you know everyone, I just avoid social media basically <laughs> i don't have a profile on social media <laughs> it's just the easiest way out but yeah so i mean that's really the issue and so i guess coming back to your question becca and how do you actually catch it and that's exactly it is one is to kind of know oh mum guilt so mother's guilt is actually expected So because it's a biological function and the drive is for survival of our children, um, not just ourselves anymore, and this is where it changes. So before we become a mother, we're only guilty about our own actions, our our own behaviour to repair our relationships and prevent making future mistakes. But when we have children, it's all about making sure that they're going to survive and thrive to the best of their ability. So we actually should be expecting guilt as a mum. And we don't hear this very much. It's like, oh no, we don't want to avoid mother's guilt. If you have mother's guilt, you must be a failure. Like there's something wrong if you're guilty. Mm. But actually there's something very right if you have those moments of guilt. And if anything... You know, to put a positive spin on this, and a lot of people listening will be going, What? I couldn't possibly do that. It's about actually going, Oh, I just had that pang of guilt. Yay, my brain must be working, despite being incredibly fatigued and feeling like a failure. It's actually working because that's natural and that's supposed to happen. And that actually means that I'm invested in my child and I actually want them to survive and thrive and do well. So that's actually a good thing. Tick. The problem, though, is when we have that overlay in our perspective or we're filtering it through all of this modern social belief system of what should I be doing and what does a good mum look like or what does a good child look like and what should I be doing, which is there's not enough hours in the day to be doing what we think we should be doing. I've heard some mums or some people derogatorily is that yeah, a word? Yeah, may as well. Derogatorily you can, you can, you can say, say that. <laughs> that, you know, when you're doing work and your kids are like barking at your heels, it's so bad, you need to spend that time with them and then every intentional moment that you can have with your work without them have it. Um, do you, they say that that lessens the mum guilt. Do you agree to 
Well, not necessarily. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, it's really important. That's good for me because I don't actually have to the time, like enough no. time for my list. No, exactly. Yeah. None of us do, do really. Do you think that mum guilt can be lessened by balance? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, and the other thing is one of the things that we feel the most guilt about, which is not actually mother's guilt, it's more social guilt, is around having time away from our kids or going out with friends or going to the gym or oh doing anything God, like that. Oh, my God, that's so bizarre you bring that up because I was going to ask i've had two nights away from my children i think since they were both born every time i was i just couldn't wait to have a night in a hotel blah 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 <laughs> and i was just anxious the there. entire yep. time and yes. didn't enjoy one scary yep. of it yep. same with yoga same yep. with going for a facial anything when i put the time into myself i find that i just don't enjoy it because i'm so anxious about them right so and being a crap mum yeah <laughs> well you're definitely not being shame. a crap mum <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the problem. It's the cycle of shame because actually you're not being a crap mum by looking after yourself. And, you know, we hear it all the time. You should be looking after yourself before your kids. Hardly any of us really are doing that all of the time. But even if you do do it some of the time, it's really important. And for me, I'm I'm similar to you guys. Like, I don't get out very often or do much, unfortunately. But, you know, I I had the privilege of going out with a a beautiful friend a couple of nights ago, which was pretty rare. But, you know, I was so energised and had such a boost. And I had like a little hop in my step. That's what it's like. You know, and so... He got the best of me the next day yeah. because I was so much more calm oh, and, like, okay. I had a big neurotransmitter kick, yeah. you know, from um, spending a night gossiping with her all night and yeah. having a nice glass of red wine. Yeah. But, you know, like, I actually felt so much calmer and able to manage the stuff that my son was throwing at me the next day. I was like, and I noticed it. And I guess particularly thinking a lot about mother's guilt before mm. coming here, I was really conscious of the fact that I could let it go wow, and actually kind of so think, cool. actually... That really has helped me today to not care about the fact that you're digging that hole in the middle of the lawn. How did you let it go that night with your friend? Um, While I was there. Well, I guess this is the thing is, you know, have that pang of, oh, I wonder if my husband remembered to give him Mm, such and such. Or I wonder if my husband's going into bed on time or whatever. And I just have to think, well, I've done everything I can do about that. So I'm going to cross that off my mental to-do list. Okay. Tick, I've done everything I can do. Yeah. And what's the worst case scenario? I'm going to get home and he didn't go to bed on time. Oh, well. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's not the end of the world. Okay, so, so it's sort of reasoning with yourself, right? It's like Is what it? I was talking yeah. to you before. You've got to rely on other people occasionally. It shouldn't all just be about, yeah. you know, everybody talks about the village and, yep. you know. It takes a village to yeah, raise a child. that's right. Yeah. Well, it does and it yes. should still and we yep. don't, you know, in the olden days, I guess there was the village that could raise yep. and now exactly. we're taking all this stuff on ourselves. Yeah, yeah. Pass it to others occasionally. Yeah. I've yeah. lost the guilt of... Of asking my partner to do stuff that's my job, you know, and that mm-hmm. was said in inverted commas. Sorry, sorry, yeah. <laughs> and also asking my mum to help because yes. she gets pleasure out of helping out as well. Yeah. Like yeah. yours. I still have mum guilt, don't get me wrong, but I've, I've lost the mum guilt of asking them for help. Yes, and I think that's massive is that we think asking for help is failing. But in fact, asking for help is re-energising and it's sharing the love in terms of, you know, giving grandparents or friends or aunties, uncles, whoever, another role in our child's life. And it's giving our child an opportunity to engage and have fun or learn things from other people that we might not know everything about, which we don't, can't Emma, know everything. can I ask you, do you think, close your ears, little Gracie, who's in here, <laughs> do you think that mantras are a bit wanky? Um, Where you say to yourself every day, I'm the best mum I can be. Everyone yeah, talks about mantras. It's really what do interesting you, think you say that. Them? I probably don't, I don't call them mantras, I guess. Um, I've tried to have them occasionally in my life, usually about 
healthiness and exercise yeah. and they always fail me. Okay. So I, I guess I don't call it a mantra. It's more more around catching unhelpful thinking okay. and thinking, is this actually helpful? And in terms of mother's guilt, you know, that concept of, well, tick, I'm feeling guilty. So something's working right because I'm driven biologically to feel guilty. So something's working, even though it feels uncomfortable. Two is, well, what else am I doing with this information like is my feeling turning into a negative self-deprecating thought where I'm thinking I'm a loser I did something wrong or I should be doing more because that's the shame part and so that's where it's about oh hang on catch is that helping is that helping me being a better mum is that helping my child have a better experience of me as a mum am I helping my child survive or thrive better exactly like (laughs) I'm on board (laughs) yeah my kid's not going to have a better time of surviving or thriving if I'm feeling ashamed of being a bad mum when let's face it we're all doing the absolute best we can with what we've got and asking for help is actually a really important part of doing that. And you're right, usually the people we ask to help enjoy it. Yeah. I just wanted to add an interesting thing, though, around um, social guilt or the, the guilt that is evoked from a social group. So I'm very much about evolutionary psychology with most of what I do. Um, and one of the things is, you know, the survival of children. I feel like that children. I've devolved as a person <laughs> since I've had children. Like I'm definitely more hairy than I used to be. My legs for one. <laughs> my, my hands in the air. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, your child is not going to be worse for it, right? Um, they're going to see a real woman, which is important. That's right. Interesting. Um, around society um, is that it's in the whole social group's interest for children to survive and thrive, not just ours as an individual, as a mum. And so when you think about your parents or your friends or in-laws who might be um, making those little off-the-handed statements or sometimes they're quite deliberate. Yes, my mum does it sometimes. She says some advice and then she'll go, but you're the mum. Yes, and you think, "Uh uh-oh, what does that leave me with? So the interesting thing is that we actually as a social group have this um, need to make sure that our children survive. So it's interesting that there will be people around us who deliberately, unconsciously though, or subconsciously maybe, deliberately make us feel guilty so that we're more driven to focus on our children to make okay. sure that they're safe and they're surviving okay. and thriving. So next time your in-laws or your friend or your auntie or someone so who doesn't have children really makes from a the place comment, of love. They don't know that though and it might come across as, oh, that was a bit narky. And look, there are definitely people who are mean out there for sure um but you know like those hey, loving people in our lives instagram update when my kids going backwards down the slide of the path but I like think i that, really I can't it's always that way of you know the negative of making the negativity into turning the negativity into a positive well it's just actually understanding stuff. the biological function yeah. and the problem is that we've gotten so far away from that and it's similar with anxiety you know like anxiety has a really really important biological function it helps us flee from danger or fight you know danger to survive and so the problem though is that when we think situations are dangerous that aren't and we become anxious so just like when we think we've got a situation we should be feeling guilty about that has no bearing on our child's survival or thriving at all so you know oh did they get that homework done perfectly is it written well enough who cares like at the end of the day Mm. that is not going to be the difference between whether they survive or thrive I, I guess my question is then when does it become dangerous when does it become 
um, extreme and excessive when a mum is taking guilt just too far. Yeah. I mean, I think when it's affecting your mood Mm -hmm. um, and Mm. especially if you're avoiding going places or you're, well, if you're taking it out on your child. So, I mean, there's quite a few indicators, I guess, if it's gone too far, but it's usually in your mood. Um, And so if you're withdrawing from people or if you've got a friend and you think, oh, they're really withdrawing, they're not coming out, they're refusing social invitations, even just for hanging out at my house, which is, you know, no stress, no pressure, you probably want to check in on that friend. And so um, definitely mother's guilt is, you know, very, very big and strong and can get out of control in postnatal depression for sure. Um, And so that is a really big indicator. And so women who might think, oh, I've got so many negative thoughts about this or I just can't shake it, I can't have moments of freedom from guilt so if it feels like you've got you're carrying the burden of guilt around all day that's that's not okay that's not healthy if it's coming in and out and you've got you know fleeting guilt that might hang around or you have a really bad hour of feeling about guilt which mind you probably is shame but you know like if it comes and goes that's probably healthy but if it just kind of stays around and doesn't go you probably need to go and have a chat to someone so maybe start well the best thing is to start with a trusted friend or family member if you can because you get the double bonus of hopefully getting some good advice and support from someone who knows what you were like before this guilt burden um, and that neurotransmitter kick from hanging out with someone you love. But otherwise, chat to a GP. There's also some really good um, 24-hour phone lines that you can ring if mums aren't sure or if they want to chat it over, so from anonymously um, to get a bit of a tip on, well, should I go and see the GP? Um, So... You know, there's the maternal and child health line, which is 24 hours. It's one three double two two eight, <laughs> um, And there's PANDA, which is a perinatal anxiety depression Australia service. And there's others like Lifeline and Beyond Blue. You can chat to them online as well. So you can even do it through your phone without even talking. So if baby's asleep or something like that, you can That's actually great. online chat. Yeah. It's a really good question, Beck, because it can get out of control. Yeah. But it's usually because it actually links in with shame and depression and anxiety. Mm-hmm. And they are the things that really need the treatment, not so much the guilt in the first place. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so going back to, I think, mantras, like I think se- positive self-talk is definitely important important and being able to say well I've done the best I can yes I made a mistake I need to move on so if you did make a mistake and that's a really big one well happens you know you still need to be able to go well what do I do to fix it it's about moving on you you know there's how many trials do you get a day as a parent Beck you've got three kids yep. right three I only have half. one my partner's Becky, got one too two. Oh, sorry Mel <laughs> you've got four. two yeah <laughs> obviously you've got four. four yeah right so I only have one and that's enough for me most of the time <laughs> so you know like you've constantly got parenting trials thrown at you all day from every direction you can't afford to get caught up in one of them that's right you just gotta <laughs> You'll be miss to... out on the next one yeah exactly Emma Emma Langham director and uh, clinical psychologist from the Jacaranda Centre thank you so much for your time my pleasure thanks for having me NHM I got it from my mama would love your support to help out review us in your podcast app